Welcome to episode 130 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how are you doing? I don't know. I randomly started dabbing when I said my name, and I legit don't know why. So, <laughs> Good thing people cannot hear that through the microphone, yeah. I guess. I'm sitting <laughs> alone in my basement, dabbing. <laughs> Get on my level. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to stay up on my level. Very much. Rude. <laughs> yeah, but so how's it been going? Good, actually. Uh, I've had a really interesting little roller coaster in Magic lately. Oh, really? So last Friday I went three zero, and yeah. then I went the one 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 as I explained, and then yesterday I went four zero. Oh yeah. And I just didn't play Magic today, so. Oh okay. So so, oh three okay. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of variance basically is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm winning FNMs though, and that's important because yeah, I that's that's right. what life's all about. Yeah, God, man, like I have like 20k gold on Arena, uh-huh. and uh, like just haven't touched it in days because I'm just like because I got that stupid Surviving Mars game, and then uh, got a switch and started playing Link's, the Link's Awakening remake. Yep. So you've played that game, right? Uh, I play the OG. I played Link's Awakening DX. Okay. The one so that the, came out yeah. for Game Boy Color. Okay. So. It was awesome. Have you? Yeah. Have you do that? I played it. So that was like the first Game Boy game I got. I'm pretty sure I got it bundled. Um, it was my second. It was like my. I, I think it was my first. Like first or second. Like I can't remember. It was super early on uh-huh. when I got the Game Boy. Like I don't remember having a Game Boy and not having that game. Um, but like, so huge nostalgia factor for me, I guess, to some degree, cause I absolutely love that game, but have you seen the remake at all? I have actually, uh, Hobbs yeah. was playing it one day yeah. and he, I remember the exact spot he was in. He was trying to find a secret item that t- it would, t- cause it tings every time you go into like the square or whatever. Oh and yeah. I, I specifically remember the area he was in, and I specifically remember also having a really hard time finding that item, but I couldn't remember where the item <laughs> uh, was. Yeah. But like, it literally gave me like traumatic flashbacks of spending you know, like, God knows how long there. Because this was uh, back before the internet existed. You couldn't just look that shit up. Yeah, back before it was popular. Yeah. And, and everybody had it. But like, so, like, I don't know how they took Link's Awakening, which was, like, for a Zelda game, and honestly for a lot of games, was kind of quirky and had a lot of charm to it. Uh-huh. And somehow made it have more charm and still be incredibly quirky and completely live up to modern standards in a remake like this. It's absolutely absurd how well they did on this game. That's sweet, though. Yeah, like... I- <laughs> Like I don't know, like because I've I've gotten like nostalgic flashbacks of it, like doing something and like picturing it in black and white. Like <laughs> I don't know, it's just so cool. But... I I actually I was like mildly annoyed because when I was watching Hobbs play, he was running around and his Link was dressed in blue. Oh yeah. And I'm like, well, why is your Link in blue? He's like, oh, because I went to the Dungeon of Color. I'm like, they made it that easy to get to because <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean... I, it's right well, where it was before, man. Yeah, right. I, right. I'm sure, like, it's the exact same little trickiness with the the tombstones and all that stuff. By the way, I had to look that up because I didn't. 
I never played the color version. Oh, you I didn't. only I no, I only had the original version. I've only played the original version before this. All right. Well, the only difference is you get to choose to be blue or red. Yeah. And once well, you and choose, you can never go back to green. In this one, you can. Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah, this one lets you change. Like, there's a bunch of quality and of life improvements, but basically the entire core system of the game remains unchanged. That's sweet, though. Like, and it's like stupid little quality of life improvements. Like, so, um, so like I, I just finished the water dungeon, like level four, the angler cave or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I remember in that one all the time, like you need to get. So actually, they have like uh, enemies can drop one and five rupees now, which is nice instead of just singles. Um, but like I'd kill like one of those water striders and they'd die and like a heart would come out and float down and drop into the deep water and disappear. Yeah. It's like, I really needed that fucking heart because I am horrible at this game, even though I played it long ago and die all the time. Uh, so like previously it would like disappear and now it just sinks to the bottom and you can go pick it up if you have flippers. That's actually really nice. Stupid, stupid little quality of life crap like that. Like being able to, you can dash with the boots slightly diagonally too. Like not much, but like just a little bit. Like, (laughs) and like your your sword's always active, your shield's always active. Like weird little things like this, but like they just did such a good job with the art direction of the game and like the music of the game. They because they redid the entire soundtrack, Mm -hmm. uh, like remixed it basically with like you know, instrument, actual instruments, um, instead of just chipping it. Um, but it's just, it sounds super good. Like, and they made it fit the tone of the game. Like, and so many games miss that when they do remakes. And I, I'm just going to like, go back to something that you did say, like, I distinctly remember fighting the water striders and spamming the shit out of my sword because you could pick up like if you're like low yep. on hearts you could, you could pick up it the, on the air. you could snag it before it plummets under the water i remember that actually being a thing yep right right <laughs> like, you just reminded me of that uh, but yeah i don't know it's been awesome going back through a lot of this stuff and like hitting some of these things like and it's just like everything has been a quality upgrade and stuff like that and, like they've changed little tiny like the things they changed were just minor adjustments it felt like that's and um, uh, I don't know. It's it's super sweet. Like I am, I don't know. I've I've just been playing so much of the Switch. It's absolutely absurd. Um, but when yeah. I'm not gonna lie, when Link's Awakening came out on the Switch, mm-hmm. I was more tempted to buy the Switch then than ever before. And I, <laughs> the only reason I I like I never bought it before because like I literally just don't have time. Yeah, exactly. Like. Now that, especially now that I'm actually like running the D and D game for us, like yeah. I have, I actually dedicate time to like you know reading the books, figuring out what's going on, like because I wow. don't want that game to suck. <laughs> yeah, right. Because like, you want, we want to keep playing these games. Yeah, you can't just do my stupid one-off game that I did for the first session. Like, <laughs> no, like my entire thing is like I, I want it to work. So like now my time's tied up with that. My time's tied up with magic. I have a girlfriend. Like I have all this shit. And, like I just don't have time to play a game even if that game is super super nostalgic for me yeah like I've, I've said the same to you where it's like man watching the let's go eevee or you said it and i'm like oh, i yeah. completely agree with you like the let's go eevee speed run it's like man i really want to buy that now i'm like yeah i've been thinking it for a while i just don't have time yeah it's like, like <laughs> well and honestly since i'm going you know i'm going on vacation here soon i'm like I'm like if I'm gonna get it, I need to get it before I go on my vacation. Like, yeah. 
so I can play it for ten yeah. hour in a ten hour car ride. Yeah, you might as well have something to do, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which is just perfect. I mean, your battery will last you like thirty minutes, but you know. So uh, we have a USB C charger in our car. Thank you very much. Aren't you fancy? Yeah, right. It, it'll charge. It charges at the uh, a, at a normal USB rate though, so it'll take like four days. But... <laughs> yeah, but like. I would really, really like to just have like an hour a week that I could like set aside with you to like do another Pokemon speed run, like race randomize yeah. with each other. But it's like I honestly don't know when it would work. We just have to like really hammer stuff out. When I get back, I think we need to have a have a serious heart to heart and figure some stuff out. Yeah, there's a lot of other shit we need to do too. So now it's yeah, just but... like I just want I just need like an extra day in the week. That's what I need. Yeah. Like yeah. an extra day that like I don't work and I can just do shit on. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. Yeah. I don't know. But so far, I don't have buyer's remorse on my my switch though. Like, uh, so I just have to say it's absolutely absurd. Like just how I think about things. Um, because you know we spent so much time like saving money and stuff and like being careful that I'm more used to that than like just being like oh we can spend money. Uh huh. So like. I was, we were literally like out to dinner with like, you know, it was like me and Christina and like, uh, her brother and sister and mom and stuff like that. We're just, just got together to go out and eat for fun. Um, and we were there and I, I like just mentioned it and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm really thinking about this. Like I keep thinking about it. I'm like, I'd really like it switch. And she just kind of looked at me and she's like, you know, the only person that's stopping you is you. And I'm like, I'm going to get one after dinner. And she's like whatever you want to do yeah. and like literally i dropped her off to dinner and drove up and bought one and came back you're like you're right woman that i love that i am now married to yes i am the only one stopping myself <laughs> don't let your dreams be dreams <laughs> yeah. that is great though how much yeah. out of curiosity how much is a switch uh i went and got mine at target so i didn't save any money and it's it's 300 at target all right uh, and they give you a twenty-five dollar Target gift card then. Yeah, still the useful. only pro- but that's no games. So yeah, and each game is sixty bucks. So it's yeah. I dropped a stack when I went there because I did that and a couple games and a case. But so. I've actually done really good, and I've been like kind of saving because I have a car insurance payments that's due on the fifth of November. So. <laughs> So I like haven't actually touched my savings for like two weeks, which is not something I can normally resist doing. So, well, if you just stop buying new sets on Magic Arena, I guess, and not playing them for set. Since back back on that topic, actually, I was talking to uh, Russ, Robert, and Hobbs last night, mm-hmm. and like someone like. Russ was making comments about drafting and Robert made a comment. Like they're all talking about like wild cards and stuff. And I just like, I kind of just like looked at all of them. Like I play like five games of magic every two months on arena. About that. Yeah. And I probably put more money than all of them combined into arena. Yeah. I I know you've put more money in that into it than I have. So to be fair, I had, I did not buy any M20 or Eldraine packs yet. Do you know how much I have purchased with real dollars? Five dollars. Five dollars. Which it will be more soon because as soon as those friggin' uh, My Little Pony sleeves come out, I am getting some goddamn Luna sleeves and I'm going to jam that shit. I am so excited for those. Yeah, you got you to gotta buy the 
the three the three different playmats. I'm thinking about it. Like one of them is a is two is double sided. Is the Luna one double sided? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's only like thirty three bucks a piece if you buy all three in one go. Really? Just, yeah. I might just have to do both then. It's well, like that's, a... go, that's going to charity too, then, right? I assume so. We'll see. Then it's a good reason. Yeah, it's like fifty bucks for the the cards, and yep, it's because I'm doing that. It's a hundred bucks for all three playmats. I don't know if I want to do that because uh, the only one I really care about is the Luna one. Like, mm-hmm. I just want Luna. Yeah, I don't know if you can buy it individually or not. Yeah, I know. That's just what I heard. Like, because all my knowledge about this comes from the podcast I listen to. So yeah. I'll I'll have to see when I'm. Hopefully, I, it's not all sold out friggin' instantly, but I'm sure it'll all crash and stuff that day. I but would not be surprised at all. Even the people who don't want it, there's going to be people who are buying them purely as like scalping purposes. Yeah, this just seems like the stupidest thing ever to scalp, honestly. Yes, but the the Dinobots and the Nerf Blaster card and all that shit, yeah. those have doubled in price in a year. Uh, like you buy it, you hold on to it to a year, and you double your investment. And like if he, and those cards were not like highly sought after outside of their you know uniqueness. Yeah, they don't do anything. Uh, I had a guy try and he's like, "Hey, you want to buy my Grimrock?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "I'll sell it to you for thirty. It's like fifty bucks online." I'm like, "No, I have no desire for it whatsoever." Yeah, exactly. Like I just I I will never play with these cards. I just want them because like, I just well I like My Little Pony. We'll just be honest yeah. here. And like, then I'm uh, also like, I don't know. I'm just happy to get a Luna card, and the the whole thing about it just makes me I just it just get a kick out of. If you made a My Little Pony EDH deck, I would be totally fine with it. I would have to seriously figure out how I'm going to do that though, because because there's not that many ponies, unicorns. Hell yeah! I don't, uh, I don't remember what the other weird one's called. Uh, there's there's unicorns, Pegasus, Earth ponies, and then alicorns. Alicorn, that's the other one. Which is technically not really correct, but that's just what that's how they refer to it in the in their lore. Okay. Like, I don't know if there's any. I don't know. I don't know if I could get away like. I don't know if I want to build an EDH deck out of any of them. Like maybe, maybe you build a, a Twilight Sparkle EDH deck or something like that. But maybe. just saying, I would I just, be okay. I with just it. like, yeah, I just like Luna. Luna is like one of my favorite characters in the whole thing. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go on a minor tangent. I okay. promise this is not a bonus episode. <laughs> this is supposed to be a legit episode. Okay. All go, right, minor break. tangent. Right. I've yeah. never watched more than a single episode of my little pony okay i'm pretty sure you're the one who made me watch that episode of my little pony probably all of my my little pony knowledge comes from death battle where they have fought various people okay, uh, it's it, probably fairly accurate at least the ones i've seen it it usually is Pinkie pie literally does have a party cannon yes <laughs> and so princess luna she's yes. princess luna right yes She's the sister of Queen Celestia or Princess Celestia? 
I think they refer to her as Princess Celestia. She's the, she's the friggin' queen. She is she she's is the friggin' god emperor of yeah, like she's of the basically the dark Earth. ruler, right? Yeah. So Princess Luna has like can like turn into an evil form of her or something. N- not is that, really. So, is that what that whole thing is, or so, what? So way in the past, Luna was corrupted to turn into Nightmare Moon, which is the like corrupted version of of her but throughout the whole thing uh celestia was able to banish her to the moon uh using this the power of friendship and bullshit like that um and then in the first episode they actually bring her uh she actually returns from the moon um or escapes from it basically and um they have they like turn her back into luna basically like okay. I'm not sure if she ever like goes back or anything, but that's kind of what it is. But all right, so so it actually is like a flavorish thing that yeah. you meet her as Nightmare Moon and she turns yep. into Princess Luna. Exactly. Okay. Which honestly, like, if I want them to get anyone, like one of the comics I read, uh, Rarity ends up getting corrected, uh, corrupted, and becomes Nightmare Rarity, and it's that whole comic series is awesome. But um, mm. yeah, I'm just gonna okay. So, um, we're a magic podcast. We are, we are not a My Little Pony podcast, even though there is a My Little Pony trading card game. Yes. Which is you, not that bad. I played it wrong. but yeah, you, you own the starter for it, don't you? Yeah, I did. Just, I'd like to play that again sometime, because it was pretty fun. But Alright. So, um, yeah. Th- there's magic things happening. Um, so, just a spoiler for everyone, we are recording this on Saturday night. So, um, we don't know the results of the Mythic Championship, and we don't know um, what's coming out for the ban list on Monday. So, saddle up, let's do this. John, where do you want to start? Uh, all right, first of all, I want to talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while because I hate everyone. Uh, okay. All right, so. There... I'm just going to just say this straight up. Watsy and people in general need to stop giving a shit about MTGO League results. Period. Okay. All right. Just throw them in the garbage. Because, especially for standard purposes, right? Because mm-hmm. as of right now, I think on, like, League results, like, Goblo decks have, like, 19% of the winner's meta. Yep. That's a pretty high percentage of the winner's meta, right? Yep. It's up there. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> okay. if, com- if we're being completely honest with ourselves, who still plays MTGO for standard? <laughs> uh, really? Savage, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I understand like, that's, like it sounds really bad, but let's be completely honest with ourselves. I mean, who does? Yeah, like... Grinders who are trying to basically make profit. If you're not playing arena for standard, you're doing it wrong. I do not completely disagree with this at all. I mean, maybe like you're maybe you're on a Mac or something, and like your computer can't handle it. But Mac, you can use programs to run arena on Mac. Yeah, it exists. LSV it. plays exclusively on Mac. Um, Marshall Sutcliffe plays exclusively on Mac. It's possible, right? Yeah, so that they're means both people the, with some technical know-how. It's not the yeah. easiest thing in the world, but so that means that the only people who are playing Magic Online leagues of standard 
are people there who they're invested and if they're playing in a league they're probably trying to see a return on it right they're not they're not playing for fun as it works if you're playing for fun play it on arena because it's way more fun it is and as a result of that the winner's meta and stuff for that is going to be skewed towards people who are exclusively trying to win which if we're being honest golos is probably pretty good at winning right more on that later okay but the point is that is not the defining meta for a lot of stuff it doesn't matter what the best deck is there are going to be people who are playing their own brews and playing like you know a tier two ish deck as it were in stuff like grand prix or scg circuit or uh fnms and all that kind of stuff but everyone puts so much weight on like the MTG Goldfish percentage or the MTG Top 8 percentage and all that kind of shit. When in actuality, a lot of that is drawn from MTGO, which doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, okay. Like, Fair enough. Like... <laughs> and as of right now, we can't track... And, like arena like win percentage and stuff it just doesn't exist i'm sure yeah. watsy can but we can't the only we... way is like something with like the mtg mtga pro thing or whatever that you know the trackers and stuff but only people who have that installed are getting are tracking things then exactly and if you look at something like um arena deck lists on twitter mm-hmm there's a lot like the, basically like it's just people who tweet at arena decklists and they show their decklists and all that kind of stuff. There is a lot of different decks and a lot of stuff that's like doing relatively well. And if you're actually following that, you can see how the metagame is shifting. There is not a lot of Golo stuff mm-hmm. like there's Golos obviously because a lot of people they post it and it, the whole shtick is like if you're on Twitter and you make mythic, you tweet at arena decklists with the deck you used to get there and all that kind of stuff. Like, okay. there's a lot more than just Golos, but according to everyone talking, everything in the world right now is Golos. Well, or it was at just the time a, that's, yeah, where I got that's, this, I, this rant. Yeah, like, people just have to condense it down to something understandable. Like, you, can't, you can't say it's one of these many things. People want a binary thing to fight with. Like, mm-hmm. it's the reason we have a two-party political system in the U.S. Like, it's just psychological and mathematical actually like why we end up that way but like yeah and i think people are the same way with stuff like this like in in magic they want to find the bad guy Mm. and if they can pick up the bad guy and say this bad guy needs to go away like things are just easier for them to understand easier for us to understand and fight against yeah ban this thing so do we want (laughs) to on that note do we want to go on to this next thing or do you want to talk about the MC. I had one other thing I wanted. To, oh. I was going to say, and I completely forgot what it was now because I am terrible. Oh, another reason why a lot of people were pissy about Golos was the SCG team event that happened mm-hmm. the first weekend it was legal. Okay. Uh, or so, like the weekend of release, as it were. Yep. And a lot of people were playing Golos, a okay. lot, and yep. a lot of people were like, see, this is why Golos needs to be banned. But the thing is, it's a team event. Yeah, team events. You play the deck that has that is consistent 
and easy and like you have a reliable win percentage with because you don't want to bring your team down. Yeah. That's how team events work, especially for something like Standard. It makes mm -hmm. sense to play the deck that already has like a pedigree from last Standard because the Scapeshift yep. decks from last Standard were already shifting away from not even playing Scapeshift anymore. Yeah, They were already just Golos decks. Why not play one of the best decks against a lot of people with untested brews and try and do that? Like, Yes, they yep. did well, but it's not just them that did well, and people are less likely to try and play a pet deck or something they think might be good when you might bring your team down with you. Yeah, like, if if everybody on your team is playing a deck that, like, you know, is just, like, a, a coin flip deck kind of thing, or usually less than a coin flip, but, like, a go big or go home deck, like, mm -hmm. you have to have two of those three decks just hit then. Like, and that just reduces your probability down even more. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you want to have the decks that are, like, you know, even against the field. Yeah, especially in uh in when the other formats are modern and legacy, which can have some drastically insane matchups. Yeah. You're gonna want the consistent one for standard. Yeah. Just saying. I, <laughs> I do think we should talk about the Mythic Championship. Alright, let's do that and then we'll get into some screaming and shouting. Yeah, I love screaming and shouting. Alright. <laughs> First things first, uh, right. this is the Mythic Championship, which means it is the Arena one, which means it's basically an Invitational, it's just not called an Invitational. Okay. So you have the MPL members and the Challengers, and the Challengers are given via discretionary invites, and I think Mythic ranking, but I could be wrong. I think so. Um, and boy howdy, do we have a doozy of a meta. <laughs> 42.7% of the players in this meta are playing a Golos Field of the Dead variant. 42.7. Huh. That is a large number. Yeah. That is a very large number. Yes, that is a significant number. These decks got their asses kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so... If we so there was two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine Golos decks total in this in this meta. Wow. Twelve of them made day two. Okay. Alright, that is a not a good conversion. Okay. Alright. There were eleven Simic food decks. Yep. Or, sorry, there was 11 Simic Food and then Bant Ramp. So, actually, there were 16 decks that were built around Oko and Nissa, as it's worded. Mm -hmm. 11 of them made Day 2. <laughs> that is a much higher conversion rate. I mean, yeah. It was always said that the... the it's always been said by people that the whole... The only thing that was holding Oko down was Kolos Tire Tireless Pilgrim and Field of the Dead decks. It doesn't look... It looks like the Oko decks figured out a way to beat the Golos decks. Apparently. Which is kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. Like... Is this is this just another event or is this something telling? Like I I think this might be telling. Okay. 
but I don't think it's telling the story people think it is. All right, what story do you think it is telling? Ask me that once we start talking about bands. Okay, we'll we'll hit that once we start talking about bands. <laughs> I just so just before we go too far off the rock. rock okay, or, yeah. I really want to. I want to name all the people who made t- top eight who are playing tomorrow. Okay. Oh, it's just that you you said you're like goddamn this top eight, and yeah. you didn't t- didn't tell me who it was, and I didn't look it up. So no. Okay. All right. Let's see so, if any of them I recognize. They've already announced who the matchups are going to be for for the quarterfinals. Okay. So in the quarterfinals, we will have Stanislav Sifka of Totally is the Reason Why Eggs Got Banned fame. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and versus Javier Dominguez. Oh, okay. I.e. current world champion. Yep. <laughs> that guy has his name on a magic card. He does. Also, have you looked closely at the art on that? Not really. Why? Uh, his character in that art, card art, the sword he's holding, mm-hmm. the hilt is his trophy. Oh, savage. Okay. It's really sweet. Okay. Uh, the next match is Gabriel Nassif. Who's that guy? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, versus William Huey Jensen. I mean... Like, so, John, you're saying this is great, but so far, we only have, like, two world champions right next to each other in matches. So, like... Two world champions... So, we have a world champion in both of those matches. Mm-hmm. The first one has a pro tour champion versus a world ch- uh, world champion. Yep. And then we have a Hall of Famer versus Versus-y. a Hall of Fame world champion. All right. Seems fine. Sure. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Andrea Mengucci. Okay, he's good. Versus Li Shi Tian. Also pretty good. Yep, also two different... I'm pretty sure both of them have won. They both won a lot. They're they're both really good, we'll just say that. Mengucci yep. has a... Uh, Mengucci won uh, MC1. Did he? Is, yeah, yeah, he's the MC1 winner. Yeah. And Li Shi Tian is a Pro Tour winner. I was going to say, Li Shi Tian is at least really freaking good. I know that. Yeah, also great. <laughs> Then we have Ken Yukihiro, who multiple Japanese pros secretly cite him as being one of the best players on their team. Okay. Like, multiple Japanese Hall of Famers cite him as being one of the best players on their team. Okay. Versus probably the least known, but anyone who follows Competitive Magic will know the name, Jean-Emmanuel Praz. Yeah, I don't recognize that. Multiple PT top eights. Okay. That kind of stuff. I don't think he's ever won a pro tour. Okay. Huh. So that's seven out of eight that you personally know the name of. Yeah, I know the name of the the majority of them. Which is saying something because you don't know that the man, that many names of that many people. I really Obviously. don't. As, for as for as much luck as I've had guessing who's gonna freaking win a PT, like yeah. <laughs> uh, like so. Yeah, I don't know. This this is stacked. So yeah. and then for the. The actual decks being played, we have Bantramp, Gruel Agro, Simic Food, Simic Food, Bant Food, Mono Red Cavalcade. Yeah, buddy. Let that sink in for a minute. I love it. I don't care. Like, I love it and hate it at the same time. Mardu Knights and Bant Golos. A single Golos deck. 
and four food four four oko decks one two three four yep oh four. i was counting as you were going through them yep yeah so that's something <laughs> you want to know what this tells us huh. all right are we going to get into well, the next thing? First, well a lot of people are like ah oh, golos is unbeatable yada 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 this just proves that if people actually want to they can beat golos yeah right this is everything I have been saying for so long that pisses me off that everyone automatically goes to bands and they don't say, well, what can we do to beat this stuff? Yeah. Like, everyone was giving so many props to Ken Yukihiro for his Mardu Knights deck. Everyone said he was probably playing the best deck possible for this for this meta. Yep. You know what? He top-aided. Yeah, right? <laughs> his deck gets under the Golos decks, gets under the Simic decks, he just runs them over, and he just has like a slightly better late game than the other true aggro decks. Yeah, and he's just like he's just stacked. It's ridiculous. I that and that's that's what we need to be seeing. Like every, it's it's really funny. There's this sort of backwards thing with, and we're not going down this rabbit hole. But there's this sort of backwards thing with social media and magic to where. You think dissemination of information would make it so that people beat these decks better. Mm-hmm. But instead, all it does is create a friggin' echo chamber where people just cry louder. Yeah, all it does is people are like, oh, this is the best deck, so I'm just going to play it. No one ever thinks to metagame for the best deck, right? Yeah, like, it's, I don't know, it, it's almost creating more groupthink for, for all this stuff than it is people trying to innovate around it. Yeah. So, I don't know. So. That, 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 yeah, that's frustrating. But good on good on him for yeah. um, uh, doing that. Well, hopefully things go well. And like, honestly, I love seeing the Cavalcade deck there too. I gotta say it because I I am absolutely furious that that is like one of the better mono red decks. Um, but I, I started playing it on Arena because to grind out wins, and I started really enjoying it because it was just one of those decks that's like, oh man, my opponent has like a thousand things on board, and I'm kind of behind. It's like, oops, I won. <laughs> yeah, like. I played against a Cavalcade Red deck last night, mm-hmm. and straight up, he was the most terrifying matchup in that room for me. Right? Like, I was terrified of him. Yeah, you're but like... I, <laughs> like, I just managed to get there. Like, I actually 2-0'd him, which I I legit think I got lucky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, no, I, I 2-1'd him. Okay. He killed me. I need. I was two points shy from being able to stabilize, stabilize and kill him the next turn. Yeah. Like, but, like... But... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I watched him have this ridiculous turn where, like, he attacked, got in for one damage, and then like, he casts um, Light of the Stage, yep. revealed Land Chandra, and the next turn he goes, draws card for the turn, he had one card in hand, he played the land, played the Chandra, played a... Um, the one one that you can sack the another creature haste played a Chandra's Firebird whatever oh the hell the damn thing is God. called gave it haste used Chandra triggered two cavalcades of calamity and just, just nuked the guy dead. yeah just like... yeah like out of nowhere nothing he could do he was tapped out mostly stabilized dead like just that instantly like oh man the amount like, of times that I've been like way behind my opponent has a huge board of creatures and I'm like. If I draw this one card, I can exact seize them. It's just stupid. Like, and it's like, oh, there it is. You're dead. Like, yeah, like I looked over and I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even take the time to do the math. It was easily over twenty damage. Oh like, yeah, just easy. straight up, rid- 
ridiculous. Like that deck's nut draws, I legit think might be unbeatable. Like its nut draws are stupid. But like if if you don't have a nut draw, you're casting like raging goblins. Yeah, you know what deck is actually okay against has a good matchup against that deck. I think murder kill. Dang right. <laughs> Shocking not... when your opponent can't attack you with anything. Like like literally the entire game of of when you're playing that uh, against that deck with murder kill is all right use cheap removal kill the things just keep his creatures off board get six mana slam ethereal absolution they cannot do anything like it's just great uh, uh that's wonderful yeah that that and that stupid like mono black deck like is basically the same game plan just like kill their crap until you can slam ethereal absolution and then they're sitting around with zero ones that they have to sink a bunch of mana into pump and then you let them do that and then murder it and laugh at them because <laughs> that's not sadistic or anything uh they deserve it but uh, okay. anyway back on track yep i would like to point out that i this it just proves my point basically <laughs> by the fact that the 42.7 percent of the metagame deck has one in top eight and that's just not flu clock, right? Like that is too high of a percentage of the meta to just be fluke fluke luck. People came here with the intent of beating Golos, mm-hmm. and they succeeded. Yep. Like even if Golos wins this MC, which looking at his potential matchups, I don't think is that likely. Mm-hmm. Even if he manages to win, the fact that he was the only one to top eight is insane. Yeah, well, like, here's the deal. If he wins, every guy's going to be like, look, we told you so. You need uh-huh. to ban the card. Like, that is that is what's going to happen, and you know it. Yes. Like, well, that's what's going to happen no matter what. I but. mean, yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's, yeah. So, I mean, the thing we saw is a huge bump in uh, Oku decks then, right? Yes, a... Oko was perceived as, or Simic Food is considered to be one of the best decks going into this format. Yep. And then Bant, Golos just, or Golos in general just kind of took over. Yep. And everyone was like, man, this is like the best deck in the world and it's a stone unbeatable. Yep. And then we got four Okos in the top eight. Yeah. So is that because people are spending so many resources to beat Golos? That they just, air quotes, took their eye off the ball? Or do you think no. the deck is just that good and it just doesn't matter? The deck is truly insane. Uh, like, uh, here's the deal. Like, just play, just the little bit I played on Arena, if I got to pick which deck I got to play against, I would pick the Golos decks any day to play against instead. Because I think I could beat them better with any of my decks I have. How do you ever beat Golos decks with Murder Kill? Uh, I frequently don't. Okay. But the thing is, it's actually, they're actually, I can interact with them more and do things to them. Um, whereas the Okodex, it's almost impossible. Interesting. It's weird. I don't know. Like, everything comes a turn too late is the problem. Yeah, I definitely can see where that and comes that's, from. And that's what it, and it's not like, like when I play against the field of the dead decks, it's like, I know what I'm doing here. Like I, I know what they're doing. I know the pace of everything and stuff like that. And it's just finding the right resources to kind of get there and, and, and beat them. Uh-huh. Um, 
with the Oko decks, it's like, oh, they resolved an Oko on curve, and it's like, I am just behind now and can never catch up. That's fair. And that's just what it is. It's weird. Like, because I should have a good matchup against it. I got into, like, a minor argument with Russ yesterday, because he was just on, like, a big tear about how he hates Oko, basically. Mm-hmm. And he himself was, like, building Golos and yada yada. So, like, we, we were talking, and I was basically defending the Oko decks, as it were, yeah. where... Oko is insanely powerful, but I don't think he's oppressively powerful. And, like, Russ just straight up said that, like, if they ban Field and don't ban Oko, he's not going to play Standard for the Standard format. Okay. Which I think is a bit much of a statement. Yeah, I agree. But We're calling you out. I can st- I can at least under- understand where he's coming from, because Oko does stop a lot of things. Like, Oko isn't... I don't think an oppressive power. I think no. it's just not fun. <laughs> I think that's where it comes down to, right? Like, he just uh, really sucks to play against and stuff like that. And it's not and it's not like, oh, murder kill sucks to play against. I have to play against it this one time against this stupid guy who brought it because he doesn't know any better. Uh, it's everybody is playing a friggin' Oko in their deck. Like every yeah. other match you're playing against it, and that's what sucks. See, that's where I figure. I think I the like Oko feels bad because it doesn't matter what creature you play. If it's better than a three three, it gets turned into a three three. Yeah, right. And that's just kind of it. Kind of just nullifies any creature that you're playing just by doing that. Yeah. And I, I'm someone who is perfectly willing to admit the fact that Oko ticks up to six is ridiculous. Like it, Oko, and I think Oko is one of those things that could be fine if the numbers were adjusted. Hmm. I, like I feel I, like they, I feel like they swapped a plus or minus sign on him somewhere. Maybe I had um, against the cavalcade red opponent of mine. We were we're playing. We go to game three, and I go. He's on. He's on the. I'm on the. No, he's on the play. Okay. I don't remember what the hell turn it is. Maybe it was actually turn. Yeah. Maybe it was game two. Either way, he's on the play, and I go. Or he goes Mountain Go, I go Gilded Goose Go. He's like Mountain Go. And I go Second Lands, Oko, or Gilded Goose, Sacking the Food, Oko, Make a Food. Mm-hmm. And like I say that, and he's just like, he's like, wait, hold up. Oko, Make a Food? I'm like, yeah. Because he was expecting me to turn my Gilded Goose into a 3 3. Okay. Because. What I if I have an arboreal grazer draw, whatever the first thing I do with Oko is I turn my arboreal grazer into a three three. Yeah. Because right? especially against his deck, I want the three three blocker. I yep. don't need an O three reach. Yeah. But the fact Oko ticked up to six, he he just like he completely gave away that he had a fry in his hand. I just knew it because he's like he's just like looking at the six loyalty on Oko, really freaking confused. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> like. He winds up uh, the next turn. He draws a, a haste threat. Is he able to go third land, fry, kill your Oko anyways? Yeah. So it's like he still wound up. I want like I wound up winning that game pretty just because he was so fine because he didn't do anything for two turns basically. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that he takes up to six and gets above fry is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, like that's like if it was just like one point di- like one loyalty difference like the card would probably be more reasonable yeah it's just uh, honestly like for most of the decks i play it wouldn't matter because i'd I'm, get my ass whooped but to be fair the fact that he ticks up to six and all he does is make a food 
makes it more reasonable. Like if he ticks up to if he may if he turns a creature into a three three, he only ticks up to five. Yeah, and that that is not as oppressive because then it like if he if but he like, uses his removal factor. Here's the thing that shouldn't be a tick up. The fact it turns something into a three three. Yes. I agree with you, but I will say it's not as oppressive. Like, like I feel like that's the one where they flipped the sign. Like, that should be yeah. a minus. Right? Like... I mean, in most situations, I would read it and what it would ex- I would have expected it to be a minus. Yeah, I th- I, I'm pretty sure I've literally been, like, playing games and thought, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm like, if he does it to that, then it's like, then he's down to this loyal, and I can do... And, not, and then I'm like, wait, what? Like... Uh, but... Okay. But I'm I'm just saying the fact that to take up six, he has to make a food, which yes, if I'm playing Gilded Goose, basically is like really, really freaking good. Like the fact that I'm playing a deck that cares about food makes that really relevant. But it means that his his ticking up to six in a deck that doesn't care about the food, like really care about the food, mm-hmm. at least is weaker as a result of that. Uh, okay, fair, I guess. But yeah, I'm I'm not saying he's not ridiculous, because he is busted. Like, I don't agree with him, but Sam Black straight up thinks that Oko is the most powerful Planeswalker ever printed. <laughs> that sounds like a little hyperbole, but... I know. Like, that's... A, I don't agree with him, but it's like... It's... He's probably in the top ten. And that's okay. probably saying something yeah. for a guy who is plus one is... Or plus two is hey you can spend three mana and or two mana and gain three life, yeah, like in a vacuum. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but like that's completely in a vacuum. It is. Know? Like it is. It, and that's the thing. It's like, it, suppose I give you a card that lets you like draw two cards and discard two cards. Like that's not that great, really. Like, or you have to no. put two of your cards on top of your library again. Like, yeah. it, like, you know, it's like, in a, you know, and you always say this, you're like, Brainstorm is not a good card in general. It is not. Like, like in, in the average deck that isn't doing anything to use Brainstorm, like in your draft deck, it is not a great deck card. No, everyone who played Brainstorm in M25 draft was an idiot. I would play it all day because fuck you. Pretty um, sure you had a deck with like two in there. Oh, I'm sure. I love. <laughs> I, I just want to cast brainstorms. I don't even care if they're good. Um, but like the thing that makes that card good is the other things that are happening. Yes. Being able to, you know, shuffle cards away or hide cards or, you know, do all these other things with it that don't necessarily, you know, that aren't necessarily draw three cards, put two back. You know, mm-hmm. like it's all the things around that. And it's the same thing with Oko. Like, you know, it's like plus two make a food. It's like, okay, you made a food. Like, you know, in my in my deck, that's nothing but like two twos and Oko. Like, yeah, that doesn't do much. But like, you, ha- I think you have to consider what's going on around there too and stuff. Like plus two make an artifact it means something. Uh. Yeah, he's seen playing modern because it says plus two make a mock sapphire. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, you know, pretty good. Suddenly, he's a two mana planeswalker. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gave you a mock sapphire, and he's gonna keep giving you mock sapphires. Yeah, like, 
and that's the thing. It's like I don't think like he in and of himself just as a self-contained unit is fine. But oh, sorry, I outside uh, of that it matters. You reminded me of something Uh-oh. that I very very matter-of-factly stated out, but in hindsight, I'm only ninety-eight percent sure I was right. Okay. Food is a subtype of being an artifact, correct? Yes. So, if Oko turns his food into an elk, it is still a food, correct? Uh, I gotta look now. I gotta. I don't remember the wording on the card because it doesn't change. It does a full type change. The, is the is the elk still an artifact? I don't know. I, I don't. So. I don't think it is. Um, don't. Uh, so let's see. Turns uh, a food into a elk. Is it still a? Food? It's just a green. Okay. Uh, but lose so Oko's second ability overwrites all colors and creature types that the affected creature has. It's just a green elk. The creature keeps any subtypes such or super types such as legendary it has, but loses any other card types it has, such as artifacts. So it would lose its artifact subtype. Okay. So it is no longer a food. Okay. In that case, I cheated yesterday. Oh, well. oh get get good then. I don't think I was losing that match anyways, but... Judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of wrong rulings yesterday. Okay. Um, it was... I may have also ruled that Blight Beetle stops Nissa's plus one when it doesn't. What is Nissa's plus one? Put three plus one plus one counters on a land, it becomes a zero zero elemental. Blight Beetle says plus one plus one counters can't be placed on creatures you control. Oh yeah, no, because it's a land and then becomes a creature. Yep, I ruled that wrong also. So, I was bad yesterday. Apparently. I, you need I, me around. I'm a rules advisor. Yeah. I <laughs> I did argue the Blight Beetle thing in favor of my opponent, though. So, oh, okay. by that metric, I kind of balanced it out, but yeah. Okay, okay yeah. No, that Either doesn't way. work, yeah. Yeah, I have to. There's some informing of people I need to make later on. So yeah, next week we'll get to that. Okay. Um. All right. Do we want to just run over this really quick? Yeah. So we they, talked longer than I was expecting. So yeah, okay, right. So they move the ban ban list up, right? Yes, because due to scheduling issues with all the events going on and other stuff that's being released, they chose to bump up the banned and restricted announcement by a month. Yeah, and people freaked out at that. Well, to be fair, that sounds like that sounds like a, a not real reason why they bumped up the yeah, an emergency ban. Like, I would do laps around my office screaming if they were like no changes <laughs> like I, I, would, I would love it but um i, I would enjoy that a lot i would love actually actually the one thing i would like to see is mind twist is unbanned in legacy but i that too you know free free my boy mind twist um <laughs> standard no changes modern no changes legacy mind twist is unbanned 
vintage go to hell and yeah popper nobody cares about you stop crying yeah <laughs> learn to adapt stop trying to be relevant enough that's to. another that, that's another reason why the whole mtgo thing doesn't matter on mtgo like 40 percent of the meta is jeskai snow apparently and then, like we read a tournament report of a 1k where winner got a thousand dollars for playing a popper deck there was a single jeskai deck on the top eight of that tournament uh... get wrecked scrubs get wrecked oh, man. it doesn't matter what people play online because they're trying to grind for prizes online it matters what they play in person yeah. or in premier level events <laughs> your magic uh, online league is not a premier level event if you can't beat a deck that is considered to be the most popular in the meta maybe you should be playing a different deck People main deck Leyline of the Void before they finally banned Hogak. That's people actively trying to beat the best deck and failing. Yeah. Like, at least, at least people were trying. Eyes out? Yeah. Like, Speaking of actively trying to beat the best deck. Okay, yep. All right. Ban and restricted announcements. Yeah, okay. People keep asking about speculation on what they should and should not ban. All right. So, John, what do you... What do you think should be done? We'll start there. Not what do you think will be done? I I am erring on the side that nothing should be banned. Okay. That's that tends to be our stance. We tend to push that stance pretty hard. We do. Like maybe too hard, I'll say, but I'm not 100% convinced of that either. I'm a firm believer in force people to learn to adapt, and only when something is truly proven to be oppressive yep. do you do something. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't think nothing is going to change. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Happen. I'm sure. But uh, we can we can dream. We can shout shout at the top of our lungs about this. My my second pick for what should happen. Um. I, to be fair, Ifro made a tweet earlier saying that the problem with Field of the Dead is not that it's unbeatable, it's that it is oppressive towards certain deck strategies. Which I agree to a degree because basically a control deck can never beat Field of the Dead. Yep. Okay. <laughs> like... Alright, I don't know what to say about that. So, like, I am, I am expecting something to happen. Mm -hmm. I think... If anything is going to get banned, it's probably Field of the Dead. Mm -hmm. It's really, really bad for watching. Because mm -hmm. the game... Like, a, a, a Golos Mirror grinds on for so, so much. Yeah. If you ban Field of the Dead, Golos decks can still exist, and they still would have some sweet power level to them, but they wouldn't have the ridiculous, I'm going to completely gum up the ground so where nothing can happen, and I have an uninteractable with endgame. Mm-hmm. Right, I think Field of the Dead, if they're going to ban something, Field of the Dead is definitely on that list. And it makes the most sense for banning that deck. Banning Golos doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Right, like Field of the Dead decks can still exist without Golos. Golos is just a way of tutoring up the actual Fields of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, I think if they're going to ban Field of the Dead, you have to ban something else from another deck. Because that's how they do standard, right? They never just ban one card. They ban one card and then they ban something from the second best deck. Mm -hmm. And that means that something needs to be banned from Ogo. But 
Like, okay, yeah, continue, sorry. I don't think they should ban Oko. Okay, yeah. For multiple reasons. A, it is one of your premium, very expensive face cards from your brand new set. Banning something like that has a price on it. Mm-hmm. Like, not just monetary. Yeah, well, in the end it is, but you know. <laughs> also, Oko is not the most powerful card in those decks. Oko is a means to an end. Oko himself does not win games of magic. Oko allows you to bridge the gap to winning games of magic. I saw this on Twitter, and I agree wholeheartedly. If you're going to ban something from a Simic food deck, you ban Nissa who shakes the world. Really? Yes. So, Nissa has secretly just been one of the most powerful Planeswalkers in Standard since she was printed. <laughs> Nissa is one of those cards that whenever I saw somebody play it, I'm like, okay, sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. Because all the decks I played were good against her. Yeah, you just get to stone rain the lands all of a sudden. Yeah, right? I'm like, like, I'm like, sweet, now I get to play against an opponent with no lands. This is awesome. Like, <laughs> But against, like, outside of Murder Kill or Feather, which got to laugh in the face oh of Nissa. Oh my god, that was so good. It's like, they play Nissa, it's like, please plus one it. <laughs> yeah, please. Like, it's the, nothing better than your opponent playing Nissa and doing, and pl- plus oneing with no targets. Because <laughs> they're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. But the amount, but, amount of times I've killed my opponent with a Nissa in play, it's just like, screw you, I don't even care. Yeah, but against most other decks, Nissa gives you, like, her ultimate is very relevant. The fact that she just keeps shitting out 3 threes effectively. Mm-hmm. The fact that the 3 threes are resilient to, uh, like, the Chandra deal three damage to all non-elementals thing is hilarious but flavorful yeah and nissa just kind of makes nissa is like the true end game of the food decks because nissa allows the food decks to cast hydroid crises i saw hydroid crises for 19 today hmm that is a ridiculously high number it's all right just saying dice murder yeah but nissa is secretly the top end that makes so many decks actually work that i think if you want to i don't think and plus she's only a rare yeah which while that doesn't say much it does impact something right like her value is limited to a degree i mean there's a reason that when they when cat combo came out they banned felidar guardian and not sahili yes like because one is an uncommon (laughs) yep but like it it makes sense that if you're going to ban something, you should ban Nissa because Nissa is part of the top end. Mm-hmm. Like, what Nissa does is just. I would say it's more oppressive than Oko, but it's what actually wins the game versus Oko. Otherwise, it's, Oko it's is just a. Re- it's not what is as annoying, though. Like, it's all I the Oko shit that's annoying. This. Oh my god. I do agree with you on that. But if you take away. Like, the fact that Oko just bridges the gap to Nissa, mm-hmm. and I think if you ban Oko. Nissa is still going to be a very dominant card in the format. Mm-hmm. If you ban Nissa, Oko, I don't think Oko sees as much play unless it's a, f- a deck that specifically cares about the food and food mechanic mm-hmm. in standard. Yeah, I'm willing to accept I'm wrong, 
but from everything I've seen on Twitter, this is what makes the most sense to me. Someone also said potentially banning Hydroid Crisis instead of Nissa, but I think Hydroid Crisis it's just like a really good solemn simulacrum, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. Like, it's really powerful, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's ban worthy. Like, I'm gonna be honest, and I'm probably just wrong with this. I don't think I have ever played a game of Magic. I have been winning, and my opponent played a Hydroid Crisis, and I'm like, dang, now I'm losing. No, Hydroid Crisis. <laughs> There's a guy who's playing Simic Food who straight up is not. He's playing zero Hydroid Crisis in his main 60. I don't even know if he has any in the 75. Yeah. Because as he says, if your deck is doing what it already wants to be doing, Hydroid Crisis doesn't like help you close up the game any better and yeah. if your deck is behind you never want to tap out for a hydroid crisis yeah because then you just tap out for a little bit of life a bunch of cards and then i kill it and you die like yeah like you can just die if you do that as to where mm -hmm. like if you like leave open mana activation for interaction or food creation or food sacking even yeah like it's just better in the long run and like when he said that i didn't disagree with him no like, I boarded out all four of my Hydroid Crisises in my round four last night. Because I just didn't want to take the time to use it, basically. I wanted to hold open mana for mm -hmm. interaction the whole game. Yeah. And, you know, I I hate people who tap out for Hydroid Crisis but leave open that one mana. It's like, you are telegraphing so, so blatantly. And you're just giving your opponents lots of information by doing that. <laughs> so... Yeah. All right. So you you think the the correct choice, air quotes, correct choice, would be um, uh, Field of the Dead and Nissa. Yes. Okay. What do you think happens? Get through this quick. <laughs> I think there will be a banning. I think it's going to be Field, and I think it's going to be Oko or Nissa. Okay. You think that's actually what's going to happen? I do. Yes. I can't imagine it's going to be Oko. As much as I. As much as if they banned a card, I would want it to be him. I don't uh -huh. think it's going to. Like honestly, I'm still like, I I I I put my big boy pants on and I I get beat yeah. by by stuff and I'm fine with it. Like you know, it sucks. Like I know where the concede button is on Arena too. If I don't want to play against it, like that's that's on me. I will say there is a. I think there is a very good reason why on this uh, MTGA zone website i'm looking at right now mm -hmm. for the day two preview it says 12 golos tireless pilgrim slash field of the dead decks and 11 oko thief of crowns sat slash nissa who shakes the world decks oh, there you like go. those are the two key cards in both of those decks yeah so all right any any other thoughts before we call well, it that's it this episode went longer than i was expecting yeah <laughs> I, it was all my talk about video games at the beginning but it was um, a fun talk, though. So, that's good. all right. So, um, if you want to send us any feedback, you can choose some message to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Go to thelocalmeta.com. You can find a link to our Discord and come yell at us in real time about how we're wrong there. Um, I'm sure this one, on. be, this one will be a little contentious. I'm sure. I'd love to have some people argue with us. Um, bring it on, Russ. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on, Russ. But, all right. Um, so cool. Uh, yeah. And for all that, I guess we will catch you next time.